Throne Room Breakdown is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best deals on last-minute tickets, with prices up to 60% off. And it's not just sporting events you can go to Game Time for. There's also music and theater tickets available. And me being a big music fan, if I'm on the road or even at home and there's a concert I want to try to get into, I'm going to go to Game Time to see can I find that ticket that I'm looking for for my favorite artists like a Kendrick Lamar, Snoop, whoever that might be. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to everyone. This is Jason Jones. And this is Kenny Carraway. It's Taco Tuesday. Wait, can I even say that? Then then LeBron uh like trademark that. Am I gonna get sued? He tried for to, he Tuesday? tried to. He tried yeah. to. But if you if you're saying Taco Tuesday like that, the Kings fans are gonna be mad, you know. You need, <laughs> no, they're gonna be like, What if oh, I say I'm getting go. my tacos from Jim Boys? Jim Boys, Sacramento. Nah, uh, I, I love me some care. Jim Boys. You, what you need is you need is De'Aaron to say Taco Tuesday. So you can say it like <laughs> De'Aaron, and then there'll be no beef over you wanting some tacos today. Yeah, I don't want no beef. I don't want no beef. Especially don't want no beef after what happened on Friday. So yeah, I probably should, I should probably should leave Taco Tuesday alone for today. Yeah, this is the yeah, throne room breakdown where we break down the Sacramento Kings. They had a very interesting weekend starting Friday in L.A. Uh, we'll, we're going to have some fun talking about that. That was, uh, say, let's say, interesting way for the game to end. But then they came back and they ended the Boston Celtics in-game winning streak, knocked off the Celtics, the shorthanded Kings, showing they got some fight and some grit. And, I mean, those are two things I haven't said about the Kings a lot in the last 10 years, you know. Uh, they're going to they're gonna get grimy with you and grind out a game. I mean, that's, yeah. this is this is a, you know, Everyone was all stuck on they need to play fast, they need to run. I'm like, no, you need to win games. And I don't care how you do it. Win the game. Yeah, I'm not going to get hung up on, well, they're whatever, they're 28th in pace. So what? Who cares? They're winning right now. I don't want to hear about, well, it doesn't look pretty. Detroit Pistons won a championship in 04, and it was ugly, but they won. So let's go ahead and uh, get beyond that. But, but before, I guess before we get too deep, Kenny, you got anything you want to say about the uh, Laker game, LeBron's elbows? Uh... Yeah, man, come on, man. Watch that guy's elbows, man. Watch that guy's elbows. LeBron, look, first of all, LeBron was fantastic um, Friday night, late, especially late in that game, in the third and fourth quarters. He turned it up. Um, just like just like these, you know, these things happen against the Kings and the Lakers. You know, when Kobe was around, he would just turn up against the Kings for no, for, for no apparent reason. And uh, LeBron was fantastic. But then, you know, you get late in the game, the foul on Harrison to send LeBron to the line. I thought it was a foul at the time. You know what I mean? Looking back at it, it's like, I, like, I they could kind of let that play. But I thought it was a foul at the time. But then you got the last two-minute report saying that it should have been an offensive foul on LeBron James. And I actually, looking back, I do see that as well. But I'm not crazy about that call. I'm not tripping over that one. And no pun intended, they then say that LeBron stripped 
uh, or impeded Harrison Barnes' process on the following play on the last play of the game. I thought that was more of a, a foul than uh, the Anthony Davis one. You got these last two-minute reports, right? And I, I understand what the league is trying to do, trying to be transparent, but all it does is really piss people off even more. I, I mean, I don't know why they still go on and on with these last two-minute reports. Jason, are you a fan of the last two-minute report? I think it's dumb. I mean, it's like saying, nah, 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 nah. You know, it's like, okay, we know what happened. We all saw it. And what makes it crazier, too, is like, it's not like we're going to go back and say, you know what? You know, we realized we messed up at the 5.5 second mark. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to go back and we're going to replay the last five seconds. It's not going to happen. All it does is give, you know, you can just take the report and look at it and throw it away. I mean, there's nothing you can really do with it. Although, didn't they, what was the game? Oh, it's, it's been a while now, maybe about 10 years ago, where they, did play the game it was Shaq was involved I think it was Heat Hawks like maybe like 10 years ago and I forgot the scenario I think something happened where I forgot what happened somebody should have fouled out there was literally like 10 seconds left in the game and somebody should have fouled out they went back and looked at it saw that's what should have happened and the next time they played each other they finished the last 10 minutes of the game or last 10 seconds of the game well, I'm gonna have to do my Googles on that one. I vaguely anybody's... remember something like that. I know that you know. Then like you just went back and started the next game. But yeah, but they weren't gonna do that for the Kings. I know the Kings fans were like, "That's bull." I mean, it got to the point where Kings fans were. I mean, somebody called me a clown because I said Anthony Davis didn't foul Harrison Barnes. I'm like, he didn't on, foul. Him. I would. I wouldn't have wanted that called in that moment if I was. If that was Rashawn Holmes, you know what I'm saying? Like that's no, that wasn't a foul. Was there? Was there some type of contact? Yes, but there's contact on pretty much every play i nah, that wouldn't have fell I didn't yeah think. i mean people start going back and saying well in the second quarter they missed this one and i and i you know i see calls all the time i i see bad calls both ways all the time and you're going away now the 20 seeing? to 2 free throw discrepancy now that was a little wild at one point in the fourth in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter jason in the yeah. fourth quarter, well, I, here's what i say about two. this that's where you miss the and fox who else on that team is going to go to the hole and get some contact I mean, in that game, Buddy shot 15 shots, 14 were threes. He got fouled on a three, but, you know, they don't have enough. You know, I think even Luke mentioned before the game, they're two guys who would get to the line are both hurt. Marvin, you know, De'Aaron Marvin and Marvin, pretty well those too. are your guys yeah. who would penetrate and collapse the defense and get and draw a foul. So, to me, it's a, it's a, and they took almost half their shots with threes in that game. So, I think part of it's a function of just the way they're playing right now. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have a ton of free throws against the Celtics either. Right. And, and, you know, speaking of that game, they bounced they bounced back. It was a tough loss in L.A. It was a tough two-game swing. We talked about it last week that, you know, they needed to figure out some type of way to get one of these. I don't know if I've ever seen a shot like Marcus Smart's before when it goes out. You know, we've seen the Kawhi when it goes in or whatever. I can't remember one where it's right there. And I don't know how that one didn't drop in. It looked like even on the on the second bounce, it was going to fall and somehow lipped out to the right. And they earned that break right there because they played tough against uh, statistically uh, the best team in the league or one of the best teams in the league. Man, that was, that was a, a gritty performance by those guys on Sunday afternoon. Buddy bounced back. I mean, Buddy didn't like the officiating in L.A., but also he also had five turnovers, and that wasn't the best of Buddy. And Buddy bounced back really well, 35 points. It's crazy to think that he's never scored 40 in a game yet. I thought he was going to get 40. He had like 21 midway through the second quarter, I think. Like, 
I thought he was going to get 40. Yeah, yeah, I was like, and I thought I thought the way the Celtics were playing, he, he's going to have to get 40. Like I said, kudos to him for bouncing back. Those are two tough matchups for him back-to-back. You know, to have Marcus Smart dogging you and having to deal with Jalen Brown in that length and the game before, for as much as he's made fun of in L.A., when, he, when he's on, KCP can actually play a little defense. KCP kills so, the Kings, bro. Like that, that's I yeah. think that's where he gets his contract every year is the Kings game, man. Like he does, not, he airballs layups throughout the whole year, and then just hits. He, what do you have? Like three threes on Friday. He yeah, averages you think Rich about Paul, three or four threes. Rich Paul splices up all Kings Laker highlights and goes, "Hey, Rob Palenka, you're not going to re-sign this guy. Look at what he did against yeah. the Kings." Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> crazy. The Kings it's, always really had guys crazy. like that. There's always these random guys who have great games against the Kings. You know, oddly enough, back in the day, one of those guys was Rudy Gay. Rudy used to kill the Kings. Yeah, he used he to got, go to work on the Kings. Yeah, one time it, he had no choice because it was the time where Paul Westfall decided he was going to make Jason Thompson a small forward. Oh, no. And Rudy, oh, oh no. man, oh, God, I felt so bad <laughs> for JT that night because Rudy went to work. Put that man out there on the wing against him. Come on now, man. Now, um, Shout out to Jason Thompson, though. You try, bro. We see you. We see you. I, I wasn't <laughs> mad at him because, well, you know, he was just doing what his coach told him to do. His coach says, right. you're going to play some You're gonna play some three. You want some minutes. You're going to play the three. Right. And then you're going to get worked. And it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not, that was not his fault. I will never hold that. The same way I don't hold – Belly getting dunked on by LeBron against him. Oh, you know what? Man. You was trying to make a play. You know, Oof. even though I was, I was Oof. concerned for uh, Nemanja's health and well-being. I mean, the man does have a family, right. and they gave him that Thanos <laughs> treatment on the internet. They, they, they had they had Belly moving, turning into dust, dust particles, and, and flying away. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, that's people don't understand. If you play defense, you're gonna get dunked on sometimes. So I mean, is, man. Alonzo Mourning got dunked on more times than the. Patrick Ewing used to get dunked on. It happens, Some of them might, the might be one of the most dunked on Hall of Famers all the time, and it's no slight on him, but if you're going to protect the rim, you don't get got sometimes. Right. That's just I what mean, it is, it man. Like, the game. It wasn't like I dunked on him. That's LeBron coming at your full. <laughs> I mean, if LeBron's coming at me downhill like that, I'm not trying to take a charge. I'm moving. Or I, I ain't, you do I ain't the shack and just you just you put him on the ground or try to. Hey, how you I, gonna, thought, I thought he was actually always going to get the charge, and LeBron kind of – kind of slid out the way and, and avoided the charge i thought i was seeing it set up i knew lebron was about to dunk on his head all right i know he's about to bang all on his head but i thought it was going to be offensive foul and lebron just kind of shimmied out of the way and, and and brought that hammer down yeah and even if he had charged on they ain't gonna call that i would you know that's you can't you're gonna ruin yeah you, 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 that's gonna go yeah i mean when it happened i think i almost jumped i was like <gasps> I just couldn't. I mean, I couldn't believe how fast it happened, you know. And it's like, oh wow, that yeah, was cool. Yeah, oh, but before we move on, let's talk a little bit about Nemanja Bjelica, Mister uh, Fourteen Rebounds, the last game, and four assists. My guy, my guy. And it's belly. crazy. You know what's crazy now? This this season, a lot. You have a lot of guys talking about how they weren't. They they can do a lot more than you saw last season. And it's like the guys aren't calling out last year's head coach, but they kind of are with these little subtle things like. I was just asked to do one thing last season. I can do more than just shoot, or I mm-hmm. wasn't asked to do this. And I, I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, you know, it's it's interesting to hear some of uh, the not the kind of the subtle digs. You know, we've got a great coaching staff. Luke always talks to us. Luke is <laughs> a great communicator. You know, we know they go out of their back. way every night, at least in these last two three weeks, to compliment the coach and the coaching staff. Like I've noticed that as well. Like Buddy does it a lot. 
right? Buddy yeah. always does it. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's not directly a shot at Jaeger, but let's oh, just say they like the guys it, it, they're, it, they're playing it's with a right shot, now. It's, it's a shot at Jaeger. It is. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah. the fact that a lot of those guys didn't like him, a lot of those guys didn't like him, and Dave didn't do a lot of things to endear himself to them. Or maybe he could have done more. You're also dealing with younger guys. If you if you got the grit and grind people in in in, in Memphis with Zach, they don't really need you to talk to them, Jaeger. You know what I'm saying? That, that was a good for for him. These young guys, you know, sometimes you know they want to be like, hey, they want their arm around them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, everything's good. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a things. different era. It's a different era. Yeah. I mean, when I played high school football, the things my coach said to me would get everyone fired <laughs> in 2019, and. Some of the things they said to me, I never once thought to go home and tell my mom what they said to me. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. how coach talked. You know, coach called yeah. me out my name, you know, <laughs> you know, yelled at me, told me I wasn't this, I wasn't that, and you don't do this, you know. And I never once thought, wow, coach is mean. But right. now you, you just can't. It's, it's a different world. And th- th- this generation of players has come up in that era of they didn't get talked to like that. So now it's like, now that you've made it to the league, the last thing you want is somebody yelling at you or coming down on you like that. I mean, who? there's not many coaches who had that cachet right now who can be that old school guy. Popovich can. I think maybe a Rick Carlisle can get away with it. I think Eric Spolster would have Pat Riley's backing to be that yeah. way. I like Spolster, you know, too. Yeah, like you know, him. but a lot, you know, you, the days of the coach gets to just, you know, not be your friend and I coach and you go home. No. You know, these guys are pretty much catered to, I mean, They've got what, fifteen assistant head assistant coaches. I mean, there, there's damn near a coach for every player. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, growing up, you know, you had the head coach, his lead assistant, maybe one other guy, and a trainer. Now you got two rows of seats and a second yeah, row, of ju- you know, player development coaches. You know, this coach. You know, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just different. It's different. That's all it is. It's just different. But you, but not to get sidetracked, but you brought him up. Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa, I'm always going to keep it a stack. You know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, at IMK Diddy, you know I'm going to tell you when I'm right. I'm going to remind you when I'm right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm never going to shy away from when I was wrong. And I thought Bielitsa coming into the season, um, there was no place for him in the rotation. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like the way he finished the season last year. I thought he was done. And when Bagley went down and it had to be more Bielitsa and, and Deadman wasn't playing well, I thought this team was in real trouble. And on the on the contrary, I don't know where this team would be without Bielitsa. He has been, since the day Marvin Bagley went down, he's been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And sometimes he has these, you know, double-doubles like 14 and 12 um, that stick out stat-wise. And then sometimes it's just, the you know, the, the leadership on the court, the lead by example that he gives out there to the rest of these guys. He's solid. He's dependable. He's been fantastic, Jason. He has been absolutely fantastic um, in this stretch that he's been putting starting lineup. And uh, yeah, and yeah, I knew he had a chance great. to play because he can shoot. And mm-hmm. I know the Kings wanted shooters, they, they and they needed more shooters. So I thought he had a chance definitely to play. And it just was a matter of you knew Marvin was going to start, so it wasn't going to be the starter. But I knew going into the year he was going to be one of their primary bigs because of that shooting. And the way he's, you know, he the way he's shooting. I remember when the King signed him, it was almost like, "What are you guys doing?" You know, this guy's almost hit almost out of the league. I think um, he had that one year offer from Philly that he backed out of to go back to Europe, and the Kings jump in with three years. It's like, hold up, nobody wanted this dude. What are you doing? 
But it, I mean, it's it's been a good move. It's one of Vlade's better decisions, you know. To I mean, you got a guy shooting fifty percent on threes this season. Wow. You know, and you know, if they going, is that going to last? No. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that's that that's insane. And you know, and he's pulling up from thirty. He's not just shooting. He you know, he's deep one. He took one from uh, the Staples Center sign in, on Friday. I was like, whoa, 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 relax, Billy, relax. Relax. I mean, he, yeah, he's it's putting because now you got it, you got to cover that, you got to respect it, and what's going to do it? I think when you get a De'Aaron back, that's going to help him out so much to know that that big has to respect the fact you got a fifty percent three point shooter standing on the perimeter. You can't leave him right now. You can leave Marvin. I'd leave Marvin until Marvin proved he can make threes consistently. With Nemanja, Belly, or for whatever reason, people call him Nemanja, which is not how you say his name. No, it's that Nemanja. They've, that, they've butchered, and me especially, I've butchered his name many times before. I think I got it right. Nemanja Bielitsa. Yeah, I right, right, every, every time I call him Belly, I think about the movie Belly, which was still to this day one of the worst movies I've ever sat through. I don't like that dog. Mm-mm, dog. I don't like that dog. If, if you're going to talk about that movie, please explain to me why Nas had to get back to Africa. I don't know what happened at the end of that movie. I've seen, I, I I've was seen so, it numerous times. It was a, I don't to me, know. It was, a, it was a Hype Williams video gone way over budget and way bad. Like, somebody gave Hype way too I much I thought it money. was good for the, for, for the first 80% of the movie. Like, I, I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? But then, I don't know what DMX had going on. I don't know what the Nation of Islam had going on. New Year's Eve. I was confused. I was confused. At and the that's that the movie. problem. And whenever I, I, whenever I call Bielitsa Belly, my whole mind goes to <laughs> DMX, get it putting on a bow tie. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> a bow tie? And a, I'm like, what are we doing here? And I just think about t bars and like, nah, I was like, I got to get to Africa. I'm like, why do you want to go to Africa so bad, dude? <laughs> and yeah, so once again, we've taken a completely random turn. And if you don't know what thing about hip-hop movies, you're thinking, we don't, you know, just go look up Belly, and then you'll understand my confusion about Nas in Africa and why. Do you think Lena's watched Belly? I can almost guarantee you Lena Washington hasn't seen Belly. Uh, I'm 99.9% .9 sure she has not. She hasn't seen Baby Boy. That's going to be on her list. We're going to put that on her list, too. She's got homework to do. I love movies where rappers are acting. I love and I, I love bad movies in general, but I love movies where actors, the actors are rappers. I love them all. I love all the Master P movies. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big Dolomite fan. I can watch. I have the Dolomite collection. So I, I mean, haven't I, I haven't dove into the Dolomite collection yet. I I haven't oh, you're done missing that one. Out. You're missing out on Petey Wheatstraw, the Devil's Son-in-Law. You're missing out. Now I got classic homework. classic '70s stuff. Class. I'm an old soul. Classic '70s stuff. Yeah, I got homework now. We'll get back to the podcast, but first a word from our sponsor. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. It's where I go to find those hard-to-find size 14 shoes that fly off the shelves oh so quickly, and I can never get my hands on because I'm working, traveling, and don't have time to maybe wait in front of a store the night before to get those shoes. One in all the hype. Check out StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com slash B-Ball. Check it out today. Throne Room Breakdown is also brought to you by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or sorry, honey, I'm not feeling it. Or the game is on. Or I'm busy. Or I'm tired. Or I have a headache. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. 
would a real doctor prescribe real medication? It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com throne and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com throne to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com throne for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com throne. And now back to the show. Opening night, you know, people talking about the Kings are a team to watch. And then before you know it, they getting dog walked by the Phoenix Suns. And what turned out to be DeAndre Ayton's only game of the season. That guy. Uh, the DeAndre Jose Canseco. Aiton. Well, he had the dire. I don't know. You know, he was, I don't know what he was trying to get out of his system, allegedly get out of his system. I figure if I'm making the NBA. I'm not eating anything. I know, you know, I'm I'm running everything I eat by. I'm not eating that Popeye sandwich without running it by the trainer. Like, hey, <laughs> there's definitely something in that Popeye. This thing sandwich. is kind of addictive. Can you can can you test this for me? Should I eat it? You know, you know, they got HGH in it. I don't know. The Suns are, you know, before we kind of dive into the rest of the league, the Suns are one of the prizes of the league. I think people didn't expect much of anything from them because, well, they're the Phoenix Suns, the same team that last year fired its GM. In September, after that same GM ran the draft and hired a coach, and, <laughs> and that was, that was so bizarre. In several other important decisions, and it seemed like they they hired him to to draft Luca and have Luca, and then they passed on Luca. And we'll get into Luca later, but that was the Kings get a lot of flack for not drafting Luka Doncic. I, the Phoenix Suns had the number one pick, and yeah, and I like DeAndre. I think DeAndre can go hard, but. They had the number one pick, and they had Luca's old coach. So I, that was bizarre. Yeah, so, but, I mean, you know, Devin Booker's in town. You know, one of my favorite Devin guys. Devin Booker, my, bo- my boy Oubre. I like Oubre. I wanted, yeah, I wanted the, the Kings to go after him last year. I'm just I wish. I'm not a Kings fan, remember? I hate the Oh, we've converted him. Allegedly, we've converted him, yeah. Sacramento. See, now people are going to be confused. They're like, hold up, I thought he hated us. <laughs> He's playing a mind trick on us. I thought he hated us. Yo, Ubre gives them gives them problems all the time. It feels like Rubio's been good for them. They're seven and five right now. I mean, I think people probably think they would would have seven wins by Christmas. I was one (laughs) of them. I I went bad on the I went bad on the Suns in our in our first podcast. I went bad on them, and and I was wrong about that. They they got some boys the boys that can play. I think Rubio definitely helps out what they're trying to do offensively because now Booker doesn't have to do everything, you know, be a distributor or at least try to be a distributor, handle the ball, that other stuff. It allows him to get on that wing, just get buckets like he can. And um, that's opened up the rest of his game as well. So Rubio definitely helps out there. But Jason, I wanted to bring up when you talk about this game and and what the Kings need to do to win this game. I was listening to your post 82 the other night. Great job. You might want to get some thorough flu next time you have allergy issues. Thorough flu. Yeah, yeah, it was was a struggle. Yeah, Yeah, you you got through it, though. You're good. But you brought up a great point. I noticed it. Seemed like you noticed it. Coach Walton talked about it and and noticed it. Buddy Heald played winning basketball on Sunday. Yeah, he had the 35 points. But there was two instances that really stuck out to me. One time in the second quarter, it was really nondescript. I don't even think anything really came of it, but I just noticed his activity on the defensive end. 
I think he was picking up either three-quarter court or full court on somebody, kind of denying, playing the passing lanes, knocked the ball out of bounds or whatever the case may be. He was was looking active and bouncy on the defensive end. And like you said, he's not – that was a great line. He's not going to be Tony Allen. We're not asking him to be Tony Allen, right? But just the activity on the defensive end is, is something that – um, can elevate his game. And then when you talk about winning basketball, there was a point, I think, in the fourth quarter when Buddy, he was feeling it all game long. But he had come down and he hit two back-to-back threes. And somebody hit him on the wing for another three. It was like a, the crowd started standing up when the ball was passed to him. It looked like it was going to be an attempt for the third three. He made a quick touch pass to Harrison Barnes for a great look in the corner. And um, Harrison ended up missing the three. But th- that's winning basketball. You know, any other time, I bet you last year or maybe two years ago, you know, Buddy kind of forces up and lightly contested three because he just hit two in a row. That time he said, no, I'm going to play for the win. I'm going to play for this team right now. And it didn't go in that time for Harrison Barnes, but I bet you Coach uh, Walton saw that, his teammates saw that, and and that got him that got him some love right there. So I loved what I saw from Buddy on Sunday as far as playing to win. I think if he plays that way again tonight – is going to be a big scoring night, and I think the Kings beat the Phoenix Suns uh, tonight for a, for a big win at, at the G1C. Yeah, and he has to be a multifaceted player. He just can't – he's too talented just to be a shooter. What I didn't like about his game in L.A. was that it was all threes, 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 threes. It's like, no, you got to be more than just a three-point shooter. you got to affect the game more than one way. You know, and I think one thing – it's also on the coaching staff, too. you got to run stuff to have him cutting through the lane, do different things to put pressure on the defense. You know, it I feels think like I know there's Luke, a force Luke, Luke field. Has talked about that. It's it feels about like there's that, a force know? field for the for the paint for Buddy right now. That's the one thing I would say. Like he, he does not go into the paint. Like, like he'll get to the free throw line and, and take like a retreat dribble to make sure he did. I want to see him get in the paint a little bit. He don't have to take 20 dribbles or do a harden or something like that. But I, I want to see him attack the basket a little bit more than he does right now. That's the only thing that I would say about Buddy's game that I'd like to see differently. Yeah, but yeah, he's definitely. They need him to be all of that with the, with no Fox, no Bagley, and well, they got a reason back, but still, you know, you, you're missing, you know, of the quote unquote big three, big four, whatever the big. Every team's big number expands, so mm-hmm. either way, you're missing, <laughs> you're missing two of them. <laughs> so they really need that from Buddy. Yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing defensively, can they keep this streak up? Three games in a row, they've given up 99 points, which is like – I love the defense. I love you it. Know, and people say, you know, well, what about the offense? Okay, it, it's, it, it's got to get better. We all know. But mm-hmm. they weren't going to have a chance to beat anyone the way they were playing defense the first five, six games of the year. That's what they were – they would they would be I don't know they'd be like two and ten the way they were playing defense. Yeah, we we I mean, talked about it. It, it was it was layup it was layup lay line. You know, <laughs> get your get your confidence up. Slump busters. You know, we've been struggling. Oh dang, the Kings are on the schedule. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my shots up tonight because I'm they, you know they're not gonna stop me. Right. Let me call my girl. Let me call my girl. Let her know she can get she got tickets to this game because I'm about to go off. I'm about to look right. real good tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we talked about it. Like the defense was where everything was going to start. Right. And, and and you know, like you talked about earlier, people were talking about pace and all this other stuff. The pace is only good to to a certain degree, and it, it's not as effective when you have to take the ball out of the basket every single time. 
Like you can't do that. I understand people want, oh, just take it out and, and run off the off the made basket. Like, yeah, okay, that sounds nice, but you're not you're not gonna be successful if you're giving up points every time down court. Like that's I don't care how fast you run, you run your little heart off. You know what I mean? Like it don't matter, you know, if you're giving up points every time. And they have done a complete 180, at least in this little stretch right here where they've started to win games. They've been active on the defensive end. They've, they've used their length, you know, in some capacity. You, you see hands in the passing lane. They've been scrappy. I have loved what they've done defensively. It's funny because when I played, I don't want to say I played no defense. I played some defense, but I was about getting buckets, right? I was like, we getting these buckets out here tonight. I'm, I'm dropping 25 on your head. That's all that matters. And as I've gotten older and I've understand the game a little bit more, I've coached and everything, I am the complete opposite now. I'm a firm believer. I'm a Pat Riley, Stan Van Gundy, or Jeff Van Gundy believer. Everything starts defensively. Everything you want to do as a team starts with your mentality on the defensive end. And they have seemed to kind of buy into that and, and morph into that. Maybe it's out of you know necessity now that they don't have two of their top guys out there and they say this is the only way that we can win um, is by being better defensively. But I love it. I absolutely love what I'm seeing on the defensive end. Yeah, and I think we can give credit to the guy that they wanted to fire seven games ago. Not they, Tuh. but the 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 you know the vocal the, the vocally ignorant. I don't know what the I don't want to call people stupid, but <laughs> that's a good one. Vocally some people, some people should not trust. Should just keep their mouth shut, keep the hands, the fingers off the keyboard, off the phone, and not say what they're thinking. Because one of the most asinine things I heard was it's five games. See. See, see, it's like, oh my God, you, you are the same people who hated Dave Yeager for not starting Marvin Bagley. Now yeah. you want to fire the next man after a week. Stop. Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one Mike? They don't know what it is. They don't know what they want. They, you know, they, they just want to, they want to complain. They win. The Kings have won five or seven. Now it's the offense don't look good enough though. So what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Neither right. not the, you want the Golden State Warriors. To, sorry, that's not Steph, Clay, Young, Draymond, Bo. No, it's not them. You got Harrison Barnes though. So hey, maybe that's the first step. But yeah, step in the right so, direction. I'm sure I gave Luke a couple of props, but of course the conspiracy Luke theorists will all say it. I'm only doing it because Luke was a Laker. So yeah. See, I, I it can't always win. comes I, back to the Lakers. It I, always I, comes back to the Lakers. No matter what I write, no matter what I write, I could write about the the Kings and the Nets. It'll be like, well, if you were, how would you know about that? You're a Laker. Like, oh God, I don't even, I don't even think about them the much as much as people, people who read me think about about them. I mean, my God, I'm watching it. the Kings. They, can, yeah, they they love they I'm love like, the I, fact that they can go back yeah. to that. And times. I play the heel and I just play into it too. So, I mean, I, I'm partly to blame. I play right into it. Like, you know, all my favorite food spots are in LA. Uh, I love the weather in LA. And, you know, LA is the best place in the world. Well, that's a fact. But, you know, we well, won't, I mean, we won't, look, we look I've, I've, I've said numerous times I love me some LA. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm I'm not going to disrespect uh, a place like LA because it's a great place. I do love me some New York City, though. And you're going there this week. We'll talk yeah, about it yeah, later. We'll, we'll I love me some New York City. Mm -hmm. Love New York City. But that's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll get into that. Before we get out of here, wanted to look around the league a little bit, Jason. Like, we talk about Kings, and we enjoy talking about the Kings, but we're both basketball fans, basketball connoisseurs. And sometimes, we, you know, we want to talk about, you know, what's going on around the league. Um, last night, Twitter was going crazy. Luka Doncic, 40-point um, triple-double. He's great. 
that boy can ball, right? I was a little skeptical coming into him, like, how is it going to translate, you know, coming into the NBA or whatever. He's as advertised. That boy can play. Now, obviously, in Sacramento, it is a hot-button issue every time Luka does anything well because, you know, you got the, uh, what'd you say, the the vocal ignorant, you know what I mean, that always love – to come back to, you know, how we don't have Luca, we passed on him and all this other stuff. And once again, not to mention that Phoenix passed on him as well, but that's a whole nother subject. Um, so it's always going to be, uh, it's like when uh, Weber and uh, Penny were drafted, they're, they're going to be connected forever. In some ways, Marvin and Luca are going to be connected forever. Now, the funny thing about it, as good as I think Luca Doncic is, I didn't see all these tweets when they lost two games to the New York Knicks a couple weeks ago. So that, that that that's the interesting thing about it. That was poor Thinkers' fault, though. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I just you know, wanted to check because Luca had Luca walks on. I mean, there's Jesus and there's Luca. They both walk <laughs> on water, and Luca can never do any wrong. So we're just going to blame poor Zingas for them not being able to beat the Knicks, and we're going to blame Justin Jackson and Dwight Powell. But none of it's none of it's on Luca. Just, just Finney so you know. Smith. <laughs> None of it's on Luca. Uh, now the yeah, funny yeah, thing yeah. about Luca, let me ask you what you think about it because I, I, once again, I think he can play. The boy is bad. I, the numbers he's putting up is crazy, right? I'm not taking that away from him at all. So when Westbrook was doing what he's doing, a lot of people talked about stat padding, right? Luca literally has the ball every time, makes every single decision, and I'm not going to say anybody that does that can put up the numbers that he he does, but. Like he makes every single decision. So I would expect him to have some crazy stat lines. You know, if you're doing everything all the time, and that's that could be a testament to him as well, it's, I would expect you to have a triple double almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, how do you fall on that? I never understood kind of like this hate at Russell Westbrook. Like, he's chasing stats. I'm like, to a degree, they're all chasing stats. I mean, no one goes out there to get zero, zero, and zero. Right. <laughs> that like, of a stat line. <laughs> yeah, no one goes out there to get that that elusive, I didn't do anything stat line. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is, the way you're seeing it, is likability. People like Luca. People don't like Russ. To me, it's Pretty quite much. simple. Bottom line. You know, Bottom line. You know, and as much as people don't want to admit it, people's coverage is affected by who's nice to them. Some of the phoniest people in the league can be you. They're real nice to you. So people write nice things. But they're not good. That doesn't make them a good person because they're nice to the media. They're, play, they're playing the game. And the media, we sometimes just play around. You know, wow, he's a great guy. I'm like, is he a great guy or is he great to us because it's good for his image? There's a difference. And not saying that's what Luca's doing. You know, I don't know. I mean, I've talked to Luca, I think, once in uh, last year in Dallas. And, he seems like a nice enough guy. He seems cool. Yeah, and the times I've interacted with Russ, I've, Russ has been cool. You know, but, you know, I'm also not that guy in Oklahoma City he didn't like. But, but yeah, I mean, it's I mean, what Luca's doing is amazing, and I just think hope for Kings fans' sake that Marvin can get back on the court and show something because I'm tired of people tweeting me from Dallas like I drafted, like I didn't, like I passed on Luca. I <laughs> <laughs> look at your boy. I said, first off, he's not my boy. I mean, what did I do? That boy Jason's mentions be on fire, boy. That boy they be like, be on uh-huh. fire. I think last, I think last season I mentioned that it, could Trey Young be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year? I didn't say he was going to win. I said, is he putting himself in the conversation? The entire state of Texas came for me. <laughs> and the crazy thing is that boy Trey is balling. Like, yeah, it wasn't like even that. mentioning that. Yeah. That boy is balling. 
It wasn't like I put, I don't know, myself in rookie of the year running. I said Trey <laughs> Young. They're like, oh, what is wrong with you, you idiot? Oh, oh that's why you drafted Marvin Bagley, you dummy. I'm like, what? The boy Jason mentions be on fire, boy. That's I give, I give up. So, yeah, let me, let, let's get ready to go before I start, you know, getting to my feelings and I have to go to the doctor, you know. I'm going to Dallas next month, that. too. You know, I don't, don't want to get, that. you know. I got Real, I got Kings fans after me. I got the Luca fans after me. I'm not safe anywhere but LA. <laughs> and that's only if the Lakers are playing. I always Clipper go fan, back to LA. Eastside Long Beach. Clipper fans done came at me. Well, they'd probably deserve to come after you. You probably talk. You probably said some greasy stuff about the Clippers. I don't blame them. I because every Laker fan says some greasy stuff. Well, they're about the Clippers. Lakers. I mean, you know, they're the Clippers. I mean, they what have they done to deserve me saying? You know, well, they had a nice off season. They had a parade damn near for it. Congratulations. You know, but let, let me stop. Let me stop. I'm, I'm gonna make enemies. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna get my press credentials revoked all over the league at this rate. Kenny <laughs> gonna egg me on. I'm gonna talk about Miami, See, New Orleans. Before you know it. That's for the next trip, though. That's for that's what we got. We got to talk about our next trip. Before yeah. we go, I got to ask you: You happy to see Melo back? I am. I am. I think it's crazy that he wasn't in the league this long, you know. And I'm. I just hope he. They. You know, things work out up there for him. I mean, not not so much in terms of wins and what they do with success. I just mean I. I think Melo's too good of a player to get to get sent off the way he was about to get sent off. You know, I, 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 I mean, and I look forward to seeing, you know, seeing what he does. And Portland needs the help. They need something because that team needs a shakeup. They are struggling, as Joe Namath once said. Yeah. But, you know, Keisha's yeah, yeah, gone. Struggling. Keisha's gone, but Melo's back. So that's, that is a good thing. All is right with the world. I'm a, I'm a Melo stand. I love me some Melo. I think people are crazy about the things they say about Melo. I, I think they're absolutely – it really makes me question if – like people say this a lot about things in basketball arguments, but questions do you even understand the game when people talk about Melo. Like it's just – it's crazy. It's, it boggles me. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, like you said, in Portland, he, uh, you know, at least hangs around. He's a, is there for the season, you know, does some some good stuff. So yeah, some of this Melo talk out. is like some bad Uber Lyft ride talk. So <laughs> – yeah, so I guess it's time. It's time for us to be ready to roll on out. So uh, it's a big one tonight, Jason. Before they go on the yes, road, big is. one tonight. I'll be in the yeah, building. Big, Somebody come holler at me if you see me. Yeah, big one for the road trip. For the the road trip that I actually will I will be on the road trip. So, yeah, it's a big one coming up tonight. If they can go on this road trip at, with a six and seven record after a five and zero oh and five start, that's going to be that's big. That's a win. That's big, and then I can start my campaign for Luke Walton as coach of the year. Because <laughs> we all know the awards get decided in November. Yeah, let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, let's get a campaign going. Kings PR, get on it. Luke Walton, coach of the year. You know, Jobs get decided in November, I, I guess, too. <laughs> that's it, yeah. So That's it, man. All right, let's go. Let's, let's, see what, let's see what they got tonight, man. Yeah, this is Jason Jones about to sign off and get ready to watch – the the grit and grind, obviously enough <laughs> grit and grind without Jaeger now. All of a sudden, Kings against the Phoenix Suns. This is Kenny Carwell. I'm gonna be at the Grindhouse tonight, aka the Golden One Center, the Grindhouse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all be good out there. We we'll talk to you on Friday. All right, y'all be good. Peace. <laughs>